Welcome to another episode of Pierre's Panic Room. You know this one's gonna be fire. You saw the label, you know who we're talking to today. But before we get to him, you know I gotta delve into my comments. Some of y'all some ratchet ass motherfuckers. Oh, y'all terrible. Alright, this is from the Tammy Dior show. Y'all remember my girl Tammy, the co-host Tammy? Alright. Gregory Diggs says, Pierre, you are too old to be wearing patent leather bread Jordans. Can you hate me? I got, I got these on too. You hating on these, my like no? I wear what I want to wear, nigga. That's what we do here, okay? That's how we do. That's what we do. We wear what we want to wear, nigga. I got the money for them. You just mad you ain't had to connect, nigga, for them, for them breads. That's what it is. That's all it is. Oh, hating ass, nigga. All right, this is the Killer Mike one. D-Train 147. I like that name already. Let's see what he got to say. Pierre Straight. Oh, Pierre, another straight fire show. Keep bringing that smoke and representing D.C. I'm proud of you, homie. I appreciate that D-Train 147. See, I need more like this. I like these right here. All right. Next one is K. Kemp. This was on the Akon show. He says, Pierre, be quiet and let the guest talk. The man is highly intelligent and experienced. Pierre is a speed bump of distraction to the knowledge of Akon, to the, to the knowledge Akon is dropping. Man, these motherfuckers are terrible. It's really, mother, you just took the time out your day to worry about my motherfucking way. I stop and talk. Well, this is my show. It's a Pierre's Pack Room, so you're going to hear from Pierre, nigga, okay? Damn, if you don't want to hear, you got me fucked up. And on this show, you go hear from me too talking. The fuck y'all want me to be a mummy on this show? Get out of here. All right, y'all. I'm excited, man. This brother here, man, is on fire. One of my favorite comedians, favorite people, to be honest with you, man. I love this brother, man. We come up in the game. I came. I was around a little before he was, as far as doing comedy, from I remember. But we'll talk about all that, man. A good brother. He's, you know, he's fire. When I say fire, every time you see him, he's fire, man. He has a loyal following. I'm gonna delve into some of the stuff, you know, how he grew up and. Um, where his mind is right now, man. He has one of the hottest specials out on Netflix. You know what it is. Give it up for the one and only Mr. Earthquake. Come on, y'all. Give Earthquake some love, y'all. Give him some love. Yes, sir. Damn. That's what I'm talking about. All right, brother. All right. Woo. It was a little, 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 little timing to get you. I had to work on getting you, brother. You're busy, man. But one thing I say, you, you, didn't, you didn't brush me off like some sucker MCs do and shit sometimes. You were just like, P, I'm going to do it. I just got to fit in my schedule. Yeah. And I fucks with that. And you answered my texts and my calls. Of course. I see niggas on the street all the time. I got you. I want to do Pierce Pan Room. Hell yeah, I'm down for it. Call me. And I call and they don't call me back. They don't text me back. Nothing. I'm like, you some raggedy money. You know who you are. But I knew you weren't going to do this, brother. So I appreciate it, especially as hot and busy as you are to come here and talk with me on my, uh, on my show here in L.A. Um, let's delve into it. I know you're from Washington, D.C. Southeast. And you represented it well on your, on your special. Now, let me ask you, um, when I grew up in D.C., Southeast was a rough place to grow up, brother. Yes. That was a rough, rough motherfucking spot right there, homie. Yes, it was. Woo-wee! But it so, was beautiful. But you found beauty in that, that roughness, brother? Yes. Okay, yes. okay, okay. It played well for me. It, okay. It allows you to uh, get what we're doing with now. You know what I mean? I'm, I was going to get to that. Because a lot of hustlers came out of D.C. A lot. Right. Especially Southeast. Yes, 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 yes. Big time ones. All right, so you grew up. Tell me your family dynamics. With your mother, your brother, sister. How did how's your family dynamic? Um, I have uh, three brothers, uh, one sister. Um, I was raised by my aunt. Which, you know, oh, really? My mother's sister. And, uh, yeah, and we, uh, we lived in Conjures. 
Yeah, open. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Let me tell you, like, anything that says terrorist in DC back in the day, you ain't wanna fuck with. Okay, yeah. a little rough. So you wanna go in there? Listen, you can be there if you're from there. You're cool. Yeah. If you have any terrorists, yeah, yeah, that's a farms. The, the circle. Right, the circle. Yeah. Okay. Come okay. In, count what you got to do. Circle around. Get it. Go back up there. What, what What do you remember about your youth? About being a kid playing around in DC? You know, just the vibe, the music. How How was it growing? Up, you know. I mean, just go go, man. My friends was went to school with me. That was a part of Red Essence. So Dave, White Boy. White mm, boy, yeah, 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 yeah. DC, Funk, the Max. Oh, all right, but that, that's, that's got to be in your teenage years, okay? Yeah. Because, all right, I want to go back. I'm talking about just growing up as a little kid. I'm going to see what sparked the comedy and the whole situation for you. So being a kid in DC, six, seven years old, because do you remember the, I'm, I'm a little older than I am, the, 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 the uh, Martin Luther King riots? Did it, did it affect you? DC no, later? not at all. I it was didn't? sheltered from that part of it because, okay. you know, um, my mother worked in the government, man, oh. and we was, you know, um, when she was raising me, it was me. So I really uh, occupied it myself a lot until I started hanging with my brothers. And when I got older, like uh, 10, 11, 12. Okay. And your brothers are how much older than you? Each one of them is two years. Two years. Uh, yeah. My oldest brother is two years. My youngest brother is four years under me. Then my um, next to me is two. I have oh. Tyrone, Terrence, what we call Volleyball, and Marcel. Okay. Okay. And a sister. We all two years apart. Was your sister tough? You, you want to fight she your sister? She was the best one. She was beat everybody. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She oh, yeah. was the only one who kept my older brother off. Oh, oh really? Called her Tawana. Right, right, she was right. The only one keep right. him off. Where, where, was your, where was your father? Where was your father? Uh, my father was out here making babies. Okay, I like that. Yeah, like, like many. Was, <laughs> he, was, um, he was there, but I was lucky enough to be raised by my uncle and my um, my aunt. So being hurt, your mother's side. My mother's sister. Okay, okay, yeah, on that side. She, uh, you know, my mother told us she couldn't bring another kid in, in her house. So right. Of course, as family members, hold my son until I get on my feet. Okay. That's how I got over it. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Okay, okay, cool. So what I remember about D.C., man, like, I, I remember, you know, I, I came in D.C. from Germany in 78, 70, about 78, 79. Mm -hmm. I just remember, like, just the... The camaraderie amongst black people. We go to Rock Creek Park and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, you remember Haynes that? Point. Yeah, Haynes. Well, a little later for Haynes Point. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, re I remember that that dynamic of you know, you know, we, we used to go on picnics, man. Remember getting the back of the car. I don't know if you did that. Getting the back of the park to go to Haynes Point, whatever park we was going to, uh, Rock Creek Park, and you know, sodas and uncles and dancing and all that kind of stuff. You grew up around that kind of feel too, or with your, with your well, family? We, more, we didn't make that much travel because we didn't have a car. Oh wow! So no, nah, we didn't get a car until my brother got about nineteen. He was the what? first one to have a car on my brother's side. So we more or less had like cookouts okay. around the neighborhood. And the only time we had all that is when we had like family reunions. Right, you know, right. But more like just strike up the grill, everybody from the neighborhood come around, and uh, we ate that way. Okay, we okay. We didn't do too many, you know, going right. down to see. I personally, be quite honest with you, I never knew the significance of how what DC was till I was older, because okay. we never was into. When's it older? What's older mean? 1920? Shit, damn near. 1920? Yeah, you know right, right. So, were you a precocious kid? Was you fighting a lot of niggas? Oh, you, lot, these that. niggas go with them hands, man. Everybody, yeah, you the I only one wasn't? Fight, but I could fight, but right. I had to fight because I got brothers that could oh, fight. Oh, well, okay. Well, somebody so, had good right. hands in that house. Yeah, oh, no. My right. brother was good, man. My older right. brother, Butterball, was, was good with it. Tyrone right. was good with it. Marcel was definitely good with it. 
Right. So all of us was, we was good with it, but you only fought, man, because, you know, people got out of pocket with it, but right. most people knew you could fight, and there nobody, okay. you know, messing with you, wasn't fucking with you, because... Right. You know, you ain't want to fight because even if you win, you lose. Your hand hurts, right, sure. your ears, and sure, you can sure. always lose. So okay. people that can really fight, the last thing you're looking to do. Did you? When did you? When did you go to the service? When did you go to the Air Force? What year? I think '81, '82. So, so you were before the crack era. You left before crack really hit. Yeah, I left. I left way. I left when? when it just started to come out, man. As soon as I graduated, I walked from off the stage and walked straight into the. What made you pick Air Force over something else? Like the Army? A lot of people from the Army, Marines? Um, they had the less physical requirement. They only Hell ran, no. They only <laughs> ran a, a mile and a half like really? a year. I said, that's the way I want That's what you want to do. Yeah, because the, the Marines had to run like 11 miles. Okay. And I wasn't getting on no boat. Right, so right, we right. came over here, so that was out. Right. So, and then the Army ran, I think, back at that time, seven or eight. Air Force was the closest shit to a civilian job out of all the military. Right, sure. So when I seen that, I said, this is where I wanted to go. Okay. Let me go a step back a little further, because I'm from, we grew up in D.C. Were you either a Redskin or a Cowboy fan? Because you had to be one of those, player. And I would never be a Cowboy. Definitely. What the? Make it make off the show, I man. Was, let's just get the show out of the shit up. I was Because the game was on and oh, they didn't go on them. So they had to find a team. <laughs> this is the way they get back at their parents. Damn. You got a lot of cowboy fans that never left that DC, ain't never been to Texas, more or less Dallas. Are you true? Oh, yeah, shut I'm, up, I'm, bastards. I'm right, motherfucker. Damn. Yeah. Damn, shit. Okay. You're a little rough on us. But no, no, I used to be a cowboy fan until about 1991. And I was like, man, whatever. But I felt like when you were in DC, you had to be the Redskin or Cowboy fan. Yeah. It was what it was. So. My brother is a turd coat. Is they turn coat? Yeah. Oh man. Slip yeah. But 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 once once they got Jerry Jones, I stopped fucking with him, man. That, that, yeah. that, that dude was a little. He was little... the best thing we ever had. Yeah. Well, he, well, he we Jerry love Jones. Jerry Jones. <laughs> uh, why really? Oh, he's great. Oh wow. Wow. Please let him stay the GM and everything. Oh shit. Please. Speaking of something that people outside of DC don't understand, and then let me ask you, because you gotta be from DC to really understand it. What do you think it was the reason that we love Mary Barry so much, man? You I know. I think he was a great man. I mean, he gave back to the community. He mm -hmm. had summer jobs. True that. He 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 had affordable housing. Mm -hmm. He he instituted the uh, uh, um, free lunch program, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. early pre K program. Yeah, he got high, but who hasn't? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> who hasn't? God damn it, man! If we gonna bring up, I'd rather have a motherfucker getting high doing something for people than a motherfucker speak straight on. ain't robbing the speaking people. Speaking of, speaking of, come on now, speak on. So yeah, he was a man of it. And see, I'm from D.C. You don't tell us who we should have. There you go. We decide. So a lot of people would never understand how we still voted for Marion Barry, second term, even right. though he a second term that he was getting hot, which it was a setup. Right. Come on, man, now. Come, a on. Head, come on, come on, come on. Goddamn cocaine. That's the American way. Come on now. So I, I'm sitting here and sitting. Cause you didn't set him up. Cause TMZ caught a caught an L when they tried to call him the crack mayor died. Yeah. Niggas went off on on TMZ. Cool. They had to pull that down and apologize. You got damn right. I mean, you don't. 
You, you don't do that too. Oh, he's an alcoholic. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Right, so right. don't take advantage of the man for his addiction, right, right. but look at the deeds of his work. Right. And, and it showed. And um, that's why. And we, DC, we don't follow other people's rules. There you go. Man. If that man is good to us and he did what he is and he apologized and he going to get help, you shouldn't lose his job. Well, and you know a lot. You know a lot of people didn't didn't want to hear and listen. You watch the tape when he's when he had that crack pipe. He asked her, "How do you use this?" Yeah. A crackhead would know how to use it. Yeah. So he asked her, "How do you?" Now, what yeah. I will say was, Mary Berry chased that bullseye. Well, ain't nothing wrong with that. 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 Yeah, a woman. <laughs> Heterosexual man got to stop being targeted. I love it. I love it. But yeah, that, that's why some people outside of DC don't understand. Like, why are you going to be back again? I said, man, shut up. You got to be from DC to understand. And, and yeah. you said it eloquently. He helped out. He got a lot of programs for the black people. Yeah. He was one of the first ones to tell, because he was down with, he was, he, I think it was out like in South Carolina, somebody, SNCC, you know, he started with SNCC and uh, John Lewis. And they sent him to DC, Mary yes. Bay, to take, to, to change around because a lot of DC people, um, the white folks, had the jobs mm -hmm. and, and, and they would go out the weekend, they'd, they'd go to Virginia L, um, or Maryland and stuff. And, and Mary Brad said, no, no, we got people who live right here, black folks, they need jobs. Mm -hmm. And when he came in about seven, I don't know, maybe 77, 78, whatever he came in, he flipped that shit around. Yep. It was about damn near 70% black people were in the government. Yes, he now, did. they might have some minor jobs, but he, he said, no, you're going to work in the government. You live yes. right here, too. We're not going to let them jobs go outside. Exactly. And the white folks were mad as hell at him, too. Hell yeah, he was mad about it. Yeah, yeah. And they so, had to get him. And he did a beautiful job with that. Um, were you known as a Joner, capper, snapper? That's what they call us around. You talking about? Uh, I was all right. My brothers are better than I. Really? You know. So when you got older brothers, they done already set precedents that you don't have to do shit. So we have older brothers, but nah, my brother Tyrone was the best at it. But we snapped. Right. We we joned on Jones. each other. Yeah, but I was precise with mine. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. 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 Now forward back to the, uh, the, the talking about the Air Force. You had a little bit of like a uh, Muhammad Ali moment. What you mean? You didn't want to fight, the, you know, the white man or the brown man or something. You said, you said, I ain't fighting that over there, nigga. You got me fucked up. I'm here to well, wash dishes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, just like the inner city, I picked my fights. You okay. gotta understand, it was the uh, first of all, I was at the end of my list. Enlisted, okay. Yeah, so they did what they call stop loss. Stop loss is where they keep anyone that has significant or major jobs that was war i mean wartime jobs they can buy that long ass contract you signed mm -hmm. you needed the lawyer you see well really you, yeah an act of congress okay. they keep you from getting out okay so if people don't understand about the first war was the reason why we went um desert storm is because um saddam hussein went into kuwait to take the, the oil, oil. Mm -hmm. and I don't give a fuck how much oil he took. I ain't even have a car. So that ain't my fucking fight. You better send BP over that bitch. Okay. Song. That ain't my fight. Okay. I joined the military to go to school. I could have stayed in D.C. to get shot at. Hell no. Now, Hell no. I just feel this is my time to get the fuck out. Right, right. You need a real soldier. Right, right. I was just acting as a soldier. Oh, shit. I don't mind practicing for Right, war, right, right. But when the shit pop off, oh. nigga. I have to have a reason right. to go over there. Because now, you know, I'm a historian buff, and it's usually just all like all the brothers that, you know, that went to fight in Vietnam. They lost their life, and then 10, 15 years later, you do a peace treaty with them, and now they're your, your, your motherfucking ally. 
Now, mm-hmm. motherfuckers done died in them rice paddles, mm-hmm. them rice patties, mm-hmm. and all on their gay day life. Now, these motherfuckers is your number one friend. Send your ass over there to mm-hmm. you know Or your I mean? kids. Oh, yeah. oh, your kids. Yeah, right, exactly. right, right. Okay. to get an education and uh, go to college. Now, you the one starting the shit, right. You, uh, yeah, yeah, I ain't yeah. starting nothing over here. And uh, I don't give a fuck if you take all of them. Damn. I mean, really. I mean, I don't have a car. Right, right, right. Okay. Fuck, okay. I'm fighting for something that ain't my interest. Well, you got some nice cars now. Would you? Would oh, you? Yeah, I'm good. And now you want them oil prices down? No, I'm cool because <laughs> you you shouldn't buy the car if you can't afford the gas. Oh, These niggas here with the with the the price so much. You know, trip me out on Instagram for the last two years. They've been posting eating steak and lobster. Now the gas went up sixty cents. Yeah. Like they can't even eat no more. He's having a drive. stroke. Hell yeah! Oh my god! Got that oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so when you got out of the service, is that when you got the, the comedy bug, stand-up comedy bug? Or was it yeah, like- man. I, 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 um, it was, I, people ask me all the time about this. This decision was just the best decision that day. Tried it wow. out, and nothing better came along. I didn't have no epiphany or what the other comedians had seen another comic. Like, right, right. I want to do. Right. Uh-huh. Tried the shit. They gave me some money for it, and another job hadn't came since that could beat the price. Hell no. You kept on running from there. Yeah, it's been there ever since. I think I'm the only comic that wanted to be famous. You niggas like, it was a dare. I was drunk one night, went on stage. No, nigga, I wanted to be famous, nigga. I did not want to work a regular job, and that's why I got into stand-up comedy. See, that's the focus I never had. Oh, really? No, no that's no, the yeah. light-skinned nigga. Uh, what well, you got about a bitch? You got I just know, because you're looking at niggas. See, big okay. niggas, niggas that look all right, man. You just go ahead and wake up the day and say, this is what we ain't going to do. Right, 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 <laughs> right. And hope something good come along. And that's right. what it was for me. Right, right, right. Well, okay, by the time I caught up with you, you was on the club in Atlanta in, yes. in Buckhead, man. I was like, yeah. damn. And I, you know, and to me, I was like, "How does a comic own a comedy club?" Now, Steve Harvey did one. I get that, but he was yes. kind of big. Yes, he you was. weren't as big as Steve Harvey at the time you owned the club. And I'm like, "So, so what? Uh, how many tri- trips you taking down to Mexico and back?" You know? No, it wasn't. Oh. Not, what happened was <laughs> uh, the Comedy Act Theater, right? Which uh, the owners were um, um, Gary, um, Michael Williams, Michael Williams, and, and the Gary. other dude, his brother. Mm-hmm. Promise, you know, because back in, in Atlanta during that time, early 90s. You told early 90s, mm-hmm. if you told anybody black that you was a comedian, first thing they, you, when you gonna be forming at the comedy act? Uh-huh. Like, that's the only thing that will validate. And I was doing main white rooms, man, mm-hmm. coconut runs. Oh, wow. Down, okay. uh-huh. You know, doing the comedy zones mm-hmm. and all of those. And um, so uh, the owner told me, yeah, I'm gonna let you open up for, for, uh, um, Paul, what is his name? Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let you open up for Paul Mooney. I told all the women I was fucking with, now you want to see a comedian? I'm going to be at the comedy. Yeah, Come on. Hell yeah. So I came up there and told him what time, you know, came up on Thursday to the club and said, hey, man, what time you need me here Friday? So I'm going to be late for Paul. He said, I ain't tell you to open for Paul. What? I said, that's a damn lot. I didn't. I, Paul. Paul don't have nobody open for him, and we only put people up there because Paul knew too. And I, I said, man, you did. I said, I told all my friends. Oh, wow. I ain't tell you that, that you was going to open up. And to this day, it's my good friend because he stood up for me. Sherman Golden. Shout out Sherman. Sherman yeah. Golden. He said, yeah, you did. You did tell him that. I said, you did. Sir. So he banned both of us Hell, from the club. Wow. Him for standing up for me. And for me, try, you know, because I cussed his mm-hmm. ass out. Okay. So I called my mother, and I was like, man, I'm supposed to be doing this club and everything. 
And this motherfucker didn't even do it like he said. And my mother gave me that DC love she always. She said, "You, what did I tell you? You can't <laughs> get mad at somebody right. for not doing something for you mm-hmm. that you can't do for yourself or you won't do for yourself. Mm-hmm. So if he not going to allow you to perform at his club, you need to get your own club. Mm-hmm. Mom, what the fuck you talking about? You need money to open up a club. Sure. She said, those are your options. What the hell else you want me to do? So from that day on, I went and found investors. And um, Gary Abdo was doing those spots mm-hmm. at White Clubs. He was a comedian, too. Mm-hmm. And um, he booked me. He was the MC, and I was the closer. And I said, man, Stan, you're doing these old spots. We need to get a club. So I took him to the Comedy Act Theater. I said, look at this club, man. Got 400 people in here, three waitresses. They use the same comedians for the whole month. They just said, and it's mm-hmm. in a bad fucking neighborhood. Damn, man, we can make a killer. So I went to go try to look for the money, went through all the athletes. They gave you that bullshit, like you said. Mm-hmm. For, yeah, nigga, I got you. It's a good-ass motherfucker. I do. Call my people. Have my people call your people. Call them people. Motherfuckers, I'm going to answer the phone. One dude, I forgot what athlete I told his people just was honest with man. He tell people he gonna do shit every time. Damn. He ain't gonna know. Don't call back here. It's a waste of time. Gary found a plastic surgeon that would invest in us, mm. but he said he needed to see, show that we knew what we was doing. So we went and got Chris Petta, who owned yep. the Punchline, mm-hmm. and we brought him in for his expertise of having a club, and we did a couple of spot dates and flipped the first $20,000 they had and show we made a profit off. So he gave us the other, um, other half a million dollars for that to open up the club. Wow. So um, since Comedy Act was downtown, kind of in a bad area <laughs> on there, and black people wasn't going to Buckhead at that time, Right. I named it Uptown. And that's how we started. Wow, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, because that, that, that was probably... That, that just surprised me that you had that club. That club was popping off the rip, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you something I appreciated that you did for me. And, you know, I, I know Gary. We know Gary now. Gary's a cool guy with me. But I remember I wanted, I was supposed to come to do the show, and you, and I had X amount for the week, and you paid me so X amount of money in a hotel. And you said, we will fly you out. I said, cool, thanks. And I talked to Gary, and Gary's like, we ain't flying you out. We didn't want to fly you out. I said, no, Earthquake said it. Quake said that you can fly me out. He said, we ain't said that. I said, put, talk to Quake. Hold on one second. I wait on the phone for about five minutes because you were in the office. All right. She wouldn't fly you out. I said, well, damn, thank you, Quake. Shit. That probably, I always remember. It might be small to you or whatever. No, but I, remember. Small. I mean, it was constant battles. Just like, you know, I had a couple battles. Because Gary was, uh, he wasn't astute on urban comedy. There you go. You know what I mean? Because I remember it was a battle to get uh, T.K. Kirkland. Oh, wow. And okay. then. I don't want that kind of filth and this and that. I said, let me ask you something. Are you selling the tickets or are you buying the tickets? Ooh, God damn, homie. Ain't nobody come to see you, Otis? Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. We're in the business. This right. is for the clientele, right, right. not for your personal taste. Yeah. I mean, he fired Chris, Chris Tucker. Because Chris kept it in the fence, Chris kept coming in late. Right. Coming in the late, not respecting him, but I made sure that he paid Chris for the whole week. Right. You know what I'm saying? Even if you're going to find him, you're still going to pay him 
for the whole time on. But we we worked that good. It was right, right. Good. But just interesting. He was strictly business, business, and I think you understood human beings better. No, he was. He was the type. He was the type of person that was looking at it from a point of how do I expand this, you know, bigger into a conglomerate on it. You know what I mean? He was more on that point at the business aspect of it. Mm -hmm. The only reason I wouldn't say business why, because to be business, you must know the product that you're selling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 got to know the the nuances of what we do. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and you know that wasn't his forte. That's what binds me. That's what you okay okay. And I felt like it was a place where you would come, which is your club. You know, you would constantly work because you'd work on the weekends at the comedy club. If you weren't working that weekend, you just host the damn club. But you did the dirty shit that uh, Steve Harvey did. You damn near outshunned the comedian that was working on the show. And then you tore it up for like before they got on. Yeah, well, no breather. Nigga, the feature couldn't follow you. Why you was like that, man? Well, you gotta understand. When I first opened up my comedy club, uh, the Comedy Act Theater told all black comedians that they was to work my club. They can't work the comedy. Act. Damn. Really? So none of them would come work my club. So I had to do all the time. <laughs> Makes so that sense. was a blessing in disguise. So when you have to do all the time and you have comp uh, repeat customers you right. can't keep on, it just made you sharper. Okay. And so if you, and a lot of people think I'm jokers, when I lay on the back of the stage and just lay on it, it's just that's how I started because I just lay on the back of that motherfucker and rock for Probably. two hours there you go. and then bring another comic on and it's... It wasn't until Steve Harvey came and said, fuck him, I do your club. And yes, well, nobody wouldn't do it. So I called Steve. Steve said, fuck him, I come. And um, he came in and uh, showed me, I mean, sold that motherfucker out. He did a 6, 8, 10, 12 Ooh. on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Right. We cut him a check, and this is 93 about fifty-seven thousand. I said, I didn't even know this kind of money was in this motherfucker. Hell yeah! God damn it, I'm gonna work on mine. I tell you, nice. you know, the fifteen hundred was it because we never had no comedian we paid more than right. two thousand, three thousand. Never seen nobody walk out with fifty-seven thousand. So that's when I looked at his deal and seen ninety percent of the door, this and that, and the whole now. I say, okay, that's how it's done. That's mm. how it's done. Mm. So once. He sold out all of those shows, and people came to see him, but they saw me, and that that kicked it off. And then we we was we was popping after that. And then when the comedy act actually closed, mm -hmm. then we was the only club in it. It was really great. Nice. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I remember that. I remember yeah, that. It was great. Um, I feel like you got it out the mud. You know, you know, your success. You really was grinding, like you said, doing them white clubs. Because do you feel that you like? Like, now people come see Earthquake, you know, whatever. But when you're doing a white club, they don't know you. Did you feel like you had to be a little different before them folks? No, no, not really. I think you had to be more structured. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, 10 minutes is 10 minutes. Okay. Five minutes is five minutes. They told you minutes, right. But yeah, and all the time. And back then, you couldn't be as loose as we are now. Okay. You know, they monitor your profanity damn sure couldn't go nigga 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 right 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 um then it was doing that time with a headliner looked over your show before you could do it don't talk about this well motherfucker what do you want me to talk mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. and so it's so on that 
but it'd have benefit if I would have stayed in that. You know, it'd have been right. it it would have accelerated my career because you right. get, you in the system. You well, you just I mean? said you said the thing, nigga, nigga, nigga. I, I I have a problem with saying I don't know why. I mean, you might say why, but like saying nigga in front of all white crowds, you know, like from the comedy club. Back then, did you do it or you, you had a problem with it? Because now, I mean, you you who you are because they come see you. You. you I mean, you they held it back. I mean, when you. Of course you don't do it. You don't put the flavor on them more. It's more for me. Is I mean back then it was more like hospital food compared mm. to a soul food restaurant. Okay. Same chicken, but it ain't had that much seasoning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it on just because you're a constituent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where you at. But uh, nah. Once after Def that Def Jam happened and we was mainstream, shit was on. Mm-hmm. Wasn't no reason to go back over. Then, then you got you got hooked up with the View with Whoopi Goldberg. She picked you out of everybody to to do a set. Yeah. On there, did yeah. that take you? Did that do something different for your career? Mm, honorable mention. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right. It didn't. It didn't do what you know. It, what I thought that maybe it had the possibility to do. But the View ain't your audience either. Yeah, but it should. I mean, I think that it still should have had a viewership. Somebody could see if he's able to. do this. Let's see what he's able to do with his own. You know, it's just I tell people all the time, you just you just gotta keep grinding till since what we do is subjective, you know, what's funny to somebody ain't funny to another person. Right. You just gotta keep grinding till you make the right person laugh. But you know, you're a favorite of a lot of people and some people I didn't even really, really realize that you were that much, you know, favorite of I don't know everybody. Mm-hmm. But like Eddie Murphy really put took you on I think he probably, Trying to help you get a deal or something? Am I mistaken by no, that? No, I mean Eddie was just a fan of mine. Um, we we never got into. He did put me in front of uh, to get in uh, to be seen for um, that movie. Uh, Eddie Griffin had. Uh, uh, no, the one about the um, Dave Chappelle was in. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, undercover so brother. Undercover brother. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and um, to read the part for. Uh, Smart man or whatever, mm-hmm. and I bombed a thousand definitely. <laughs> right, uh, right, right, right. Okay, that okay, right there in uh, on that point of it. But uh, do do you think that 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 your you you need to work on your acting skills, or do you think was acting was a thing at the time? No, that you need to not do? just understanding the concept of it. I mean, I got this now. I mean, but it's still, I'm not an actor. Man. I'm a movie star. So damn, I have to. Faith. Yeah, there's a difference know, between those two. Yeah, it's a difference. Yeah. You, you're looking for something to enhance what you already bring. You know what I mean? You, and that's what it is. Had I known that, you know, and, you know, that I, if I could have talked to myself then, is show them the same person in that room that they see on the stage. Mm, mm. Instead of trying to be something that I think they want me to be. Yeah, that's true. And then that confusion of trying to play that person, you know, brings in an authentic Person right, sure, that sure. You putting yourself in the same category with motherfuckers who's been studying acting all their life. No, no. It's like you, me, and you right now. We play flag football, but nigga, we can't go out here and play at the Super Bowl. Right, right, right. It's been right, there right. the whole time. So you need to play your game in mm-hmm. that game mm. and hope someone recognize that and highlight that. Because if you look at any of people that superstars on our levels, which I mean by comedy, all they doing is enhancing who they were in a fictitious movie. 
I think a lot of times, you know, the problem with comedians trying to be actors is we're so used to doing monologues and not dialogue. Mm. And so we don't know when to pause or take a break and stuff. And we right. feel like if we hear silence, some problem, you know, as I told yeah. comics a lot of times, when you're on a show and you're doing a cl club and it's quiet, they're listening. That means it's good. It's not a bad thing. But we're so, as a black crowd, because black people are like, nigga, you may be funny. Every joke better be, like, you come out so bam, 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 bam. You know, I've seen some comments like Chappelle. He'll take a while, sit there and chill, shit, you know. I wish I could. You're like, damn. Right, the pressure is so crazy. So maybe, I'm not saying with your acting, I don't know how it was, but I think sometimes comics are trying to, uh, 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 instead of relax, right. you know, and take a pause, you know. Right. And, um, it's definitely I think a different a, muscle. Right. It is. It's the different ones, but mine's that too is true too. But you also lose the identity who you are. You can slow it up. Say now I see it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? This is how it needs to be delivered. It's it's a skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can still have the ferocity of the words, but right. you gotta learn how to pause too. Exactly. I remember doing some of the hip hop movies I did, and a couple of actors, rest in peace, uh, AJ Johnson. You know he was. Trying to work, he was he was doing a stand up in our in our in our, in our, in our scenes at times, and I was like, oh, you don't have to have the last word. Sometimes he would snap. The I could say, are you going home? Like, yeah, and I'm like, I'll see you tomorrow. And he would say, okay. Well, he'd be like, okay, you're a white ass, or you know, just he'd add some some bullshit to it. I'm like, dude, you're just trying to snap, nigga. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh. so I think a lot of times because we're so used to being by ourselves on stage getting all the, the energy and the love that we right. feel like every line, we forget it's a, it's a partnership. True. You, you listen, you talk. You right. listen, you talk. So, conversation. Um, yeah, com com conversation with that. Um, that. That's cool. Let me go back, because since, since now you're talking to your whole nother level, um, what is your favorite places to perform venue-wise? A comedy club, a theater, or an arena? I love a comedy club. Yeah, me too. Because that's where I write. You know mm. what I mean? I mean... You know, arenas, definitely. 15,000 people. Yeah, arenas, definitely, and theaters also. There's no place to play. You know what I mean? It, I, I, myself, personally, you don't, you don't play there. But you don't want to lose 15,000 people. Ooh. You don't want to lose 4,000 <laughs> people. So, <laughs> you can lose 200, 300? 200, I can, I, I'm, I'm strong enough Get them back. to control 200. Right, right. You understand? I can cut, but right. it's too many when you talk about 4,000, so that is not to be played with. Right. Too many motherfuckers I see in arenas and theaters mm -hmm. are too casual fucking with it, and they dealing with, they dealing with, Dealing with fire, because if you fuck around and lose them, right. them booze gonna come hard than a motherfucker. Right. And so you, you, I don't play. When it comes you know, it's funny you say that. When I do a comedy club, I feel like I can talk and be me. As a, you know, I'm not be like, you ever have a girl? You know, when you're in an arena, you ever see a girl walk down the street? That's not how I normally talk. But you're right. trying to fill that whole fifteen thousand seat up. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with you as far as me. I'd rather have a comedy club, three hundred people packed up, crunched up with me all around me. Cause I can, it's, a, it's right, it's right intimacy. here. Right, intimacy, right. And I thought I can talk and, you know, and if I bring extra energy, it's way, fills that room up way, you know, big time, opposed to having to do that. I just, I mean, for me, mm -hmm. you know, the comedy club now is what my open mic was. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the process is Playing get it right the at the comedy club. Mm -hmm. So it's perfected for the theater mm -hmm. in the arena. Mm -hmm. So, I didn't have to go to, you know, over mic or spot mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. here. 
I got six, seven goddamn shows in um, North Carolina, say Charlie Goodnight. Mm-hmm. By seven shows, man, I'm shocked. They Ooh, got all these things done. It's back Ooh. to back, hitting it on here. Yes. Now I take this out, I put this in, and you can play with it, and it's there. How do you handle not having a good show? You do so many of them. Does it still get to you? You say, hey, of man, that's part of the game. I'm move course. on. Nah. No. I don't never want to accept less than my back. It, it carries with me. I Because once you start to accept it, mm. then, it it's, then you're going to accept it. That makes sense. Then you're going to wake up in the morning like, how in the fuck I got here? Mm-hmm. Deteriorating, people deteriorating, people coming to see you and lacks luster of what you used to be. Mm-hmm. You just don't. So, you know, I take it very personal. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and I do. I mean, mm-hmm. bad shows, mm-hmm. we ain't having back to back. I know that's right. I know that's right. How do you get yourself up mentally or what do you do? When you do, I, I've seen you on some big concerts with some hit, heavy hitters, you know, the big dogs, the Lavelles and the Samoas and all them, the, you know, DC, I mean, DC Curry and all them. How do you get your mind together or work, or what do you think of, what goes through your mind when you have to follow all that, when you're the last comic of all that smoke and all that heat in front of you? It fucks some comics up. Yeah, that's why I don't come until they call my name. I know, that's right. I don't need to see you. I <laughs> right. don't watch other comics. I right. don't. I come in there and I do meet. And, and, if you sit there and listen to them, and you sit there and you start analyzing the severity of what it can, it's too, nah, walking that motherfucker just like Jay-Z for Madison Square, give me my money, send me the stage, and I'll go up and do what you was going to do if you was first. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? But you got to understand who you behind. Like, for me, if I could get behind a hyper person like Arnaz, mm-hmm. I know right then and there, ain't no bullshit. Because he just jumped all the way across the stage. And this motherfucker, this nigga done flipped that hands around right. his neck. He ain't playing. Right, right. He, 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 he killing it. Right. You understand? The other one standing right there, right. that motherfucker. Then right. it's lyrics, lyrics and versus lyrics. Right. But you looking this trampoline motherfucker right. just That's going funny. on. And it is on the, so you have to bring the energy to ride that way. Mm. And then you have it. You sit down there, you can find yourself in some trouble. It's funny you said you get your money, then you go. Um, do you still ever run into to problems with promoters? I know you're on another level, I, I, you know. I never, I stopped. I didn't have a problem with a, a promoter and shit. I've been in the game, what, 30 years? Mm-hmm. I ain't had a problem with a promoter in 29. Damn. I never. Because, really? see, no, I never lose my I never lose my leverage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 50% before right. I come, all of the rest mm-hmm. of the other 50 before right. I tell right. a nail joke. I, I'm saying what you I had many motherfuckers calling my name. They're calling you. We got it. Right. No, right. you, you right. got it. But right. for me to get up there, I need that. Right, sure, so sure. So you leave that. You hate to do that to the, the no. MC. Oh. And the rest right. of them sitting up there, they call your name. He got offended your joke. We got to count this motherfucking money out. Mm-hmm. But now I deal with established promoters now later in my sure. career that understand that. But no, nah, man, I tell comedians all the time, man, no joke is told until you get all your money. That's real. That's and real. if you don't get, you lost your leverage. You you didn't already perform, and you looking for him to pay. I don't even, I don't even like promoters to be hearing and hawing and let me see. Yeah, we, I'm in the town. I'm in your city, nigga. You ain't got this money yet, brother? 
I mean, I mean, I should get paid when we we should get paid when we get to the venue. What you think? I'm, I'm gonna run away from him, get the money, and then to go haul ass oh, back to the I, hotel? That's what I demand. I yeah. just stay. I just stay, in my, I just stay in my motherfucking dressing room. I know that's right. He'll come to me. He gotta come because they about to call my name, and I ain't moving till you give me my money. And if you, if we paying in cash, how they in the bag for the other half? And I gotta count all that motherfucker. Uh, ain't that about a bitch? Ain't that some real shit? No, it's cool. Cause no, that's it. Because I know. If, uh, me being a headliner, you got to drop dead time. You got to hard out. So, nigga, yeah. I'm, I'm getting my money late, right. and you getting less work. Right. You, right. I posted dead 45. You late now, it's down to 30. Right, right. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Because right. you, you don't want to pay that fee right. for the late fee. So, I take my time. Mm, mm, mm. No, that's, no, 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 that's interesting. That's interesting. So, um, all right. So let's let's talk about what's really going on. I mean, you talking about what you do, big as you are, and people walking on stage. Well, come on, man. A DC nigga would have did what? Oh man, come on. You, you, you ain't gotta say now. Not you did it. What would a DC nigga? Now I would do the same thing he did. Right. I would get paid. I'm saying. People say, "What do you do, nigga?" I'm like, "I would done the same, same thing. thing he did because yeah. you know." And I said I wasn't gonna talk, but nigga, you already been slapped. So. Can't get the slap back. Right, right. You know what I'm it's saying? So all you can do now is be compensated for the slap. There you go. You know there what I mean? Go. And that's the end of the story on that point. You know, the ignorant niggas that I know, like, oh, the whoop is out of fight. And to do what? You, okay, you fought him to prove to what? The two ignorant niggas, the two ignorant niggas up there acting foolish from the world? Could not one of them take the higher road after the slap already happened without every being a niggas, sucker? Every nigga that said that they would have went on and whooped a nigga ass. In my humble opinion, would have never been in that position because they wouldn't have been hosting. Watch or, out now. Hosting Watch out Oscars, because you to be in that position, you must have made great decisions to be in Come that on now. position. Come on now, You're I like that. Ignorant position at open mic. Right. You would never make it. There it is now. To, <laughs> to make great decisions. Somebody speaking the truth up at there. the fucking Oscars. So you would never be a presenter at an Oscars if that was your mindset. For you to be fighting at the Oscars with this man they about online. Getting, they talking about saying? getting slapped at the Hot Wing joint. That's yeah, what they talking about. Exactly. Okay, at Hot yeah. Wing with over oh, oh, damn exactly. channel. Somebody changing the channel of the game and shit. Exactly. Yeah, that time you yeah you might slap him and get into a fist fight, but at the Oscars, he was a fool for that man. That man showed you. I'm so glad he taught me personally. Mm -hmm. If I'm ever, God forbid, I be in that situation, but how to handle it at that point because mm -hmm. the professionalism. And your options are all open. If you slap them and throw them back, you're limited in options. Come on now. Come you're on. Lim Come your on, options brother. are limited. You don't have the uh, people uh, sentiments right. among on, the now. people, nor do you have the financial gain if you want to go that way. And, so, and, and to me, when you say, I would have fought him back, not you, but somebody say, I fought him back, to prove what? To who? That you's a cold-blooded nigga. First of all, you don't get out of a 20-person radius all year long, nigga, okay? Don't know when 20 people know your monkey ass and shit, you know what I'm saying? And to prove to who? Another nigga sitting at home in Chicago or Detroit or, or Mississippi or something that you's a bad motherfucker. He's an ignorant motherfucker. I, see, I don't even have conversation with them type of people Ooh. because yeah, well, they might, I, they might. I, I, I believe in choices okay. is choices, and okay. great decisions are great decisions. Mm. Chris has made all great decisions in his life, and, he, and that was another one. These people that you're talking about haven't, and they wouldn't even get to that point. That's not the, to get the opportunity. 
Okay, okay. Um, I, I, I give you prophet. Well, you're a level-headed man. So here's a question. And I'm being, you know, saying this in a respectful way. I've seen you do a lot of stuff, brother. You're really, so top-of-the-line stuff. You've gotten yourself from the mud to where you are. You're one of the top comedians. You've been working for a long time. What is it do you feel that not clicking that you ain't where you want to be? There's a level you want to be that you may think it. Let's be honest. There's a level. Now I'm where I want to be. Exactly where you want to be? Of course. God will put me wherever. <laughs> what kills me about my people, motherfuckers, is, is I, I never needed nobody to validate my success. Okay. My peers do that every day. Mm. When I watch them on there, and I'm like, "Hey, motherfucker!" So I don't need a TV show, a movie. Mm. I love my special, but this is what I've been doing the whole time. I, success is within yourself. I, I think a lot of people feel that you need certain commercial accomplishments to validate who you are. And mm. I always say, quantity does not define quality. Mm -hmm. Just because you got 15,000 motherfuckers coming to see you and there's only 400 coming to see me, I never take it that you're a better comedian than yeah, I am. It is right there. It's just that more motherfuckers know about you than they know about me. Right. I never put that. So when people come to me and say you should be here and there, had I had the success that's happening for me now and the things that come for me early in my career, I wouldn't be here today. Okay, okay. Because I, the mental... I, just the mental thing that you need from me personally. Okay. I needed what the experience for it. And I, mm. I, I enjoyed the ride, man. Being black famous. And and another thing that is really is I always felt the greatest when I was always um performing for our people. I mm. mean, my people, I feel we are mental health warriors. Mm. We they okay. come I have a hard day, hard week, and they come in that motherfucker, have a drink, we swing and laugh their ass off, give them a different perspective, bro. Mm -hmm. And we are on the front line. We right below the preachers. Mm -hmm. We give them that what they need, man, for the laugh to go on. And that is success more than anything. I personally think that we as comedians, especially black comedians, don't know how many motherfucking homes we kept together, mm. how many murders we prevented, mm. giving different perspective. I, yeah, I was going to fuck you up, but man, CPA, and I'm mm. laughing my ass. I'm going to give a different. Unless I ain't even going to fuck with you. I'm good. You understand? You it, you cannot devalue that. And some people need a TV show to validate that. Mine is knowing what I did for my people. Nice. And that's the 90% of the people that come see me of coming and, and, and performing for them and bringing that laughter to them, that made me successful. Okay, well, I don't know if it's the same question in a different way, but do you ever feel you overlooked? Do you ever think you've been overlooked at all? Um, I put it this way. Until Dave came, no one ever extended an opportunity. Okay. Because the only difference between every comedian who, quote, is successful is a person that had an opportunity that they cashed in on. That's okay. it. Okay. They had an opportunity that they cashed in on. And uh, cashing in on that opportunity allowed them to get more opportunities. Well, then do you blame yourself for not cashing in on opportunity? Like you said you had that reading in front of those people and you didn't do well, so maybe 
that them other comics would have done well, and that's why they moved on, and you didn't. Mm, that no, no, because that ain't what you can't again can't give a opportunity, and you don't make that one, and another opportunity don't come. A lot of people could have did what Dave did before. Dave said, "Hey, I'm gonna use my weight as me being Dave Chappelle." Mm-hmm. And I'm going to highlight you and bring the people who love me to say, yeah, I know you love me, but look at him. Mm-hmm. That opportunity was all there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have some comedians get to that level and get in that motherfucker and close the window. And they say, you know anybody else funny? Nah, all them niggas died. I'm the only well, nigga that's alive. <laughs> Ain't such thing as another funny motherfucker. Mine, 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 all mine. All mine, 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 Or... They employ comedians that they know don't have a shot. Wow. Okay. 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 Now let's talk about that. This legendary, this special on Netflix called Legendary, which mm-hmm. everyone's talking about. You know, you've the thing been out. You've been you told up. I feel again. I'm outside looking in. That this was almost like the way you approached it was like a do or die situation. Like this was your chance. If you don't hit this one, man, you may be relegated to whatever level you want and not the next level. Cause I'm feel like you're on the next level. Am I correct? Did you bring that oh, heat yeah. in there for well, that situation? Well, I understand the, the severity of this opportunity okay. and what it was. And, of course, I knew if I did just play the way I play, mm-hmm. you know, it would do well. Okay. And um, thank God that it did. But, mm-hmm. yeah, man, listen, <laughs> once I got the call, I knew that right here. This is the shot. The shot. Okay. This is the fucking shot. You act like it. You got there right. <laughs> you act like it, man. You came out blazing, brother. Man, it was it was the shot. And you know, I took every obstacle that was there. I shot it at home. Yep. Shout out to DC Bethesda. Mm-hmm. I stayed around my people. I didn't isolate myself. Because you when you take it there, everybody touching you and everything. Because I'm a comic. Mm-hmm. When I go, man, I go and nobody else is with me. It's time to get on stage. I go through my tell one do it at home. And I don't give a fuck who's there. You're not going to break my focus. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't care who, family members, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. ain't going to break. And the only thing I I had one objective, just do you. And I can live with the results. And that's what I wasn't right. trying to impress nobody. Let's do you. Well, let me tell you, I've seen you many times, and I felt like, you would just be an earthquake. I've seen you be that funny before, brother. That ain't nothing. It wasn't surprising to me. People go, oh my God, earthquake. Like, Nigga, that's what he normally does. And I'm not kissing your ass. I'm being honest with you. I've seen you, motherfucker. I'm like, that's what earthquake does. I've been around him before. It just happened to be Dave Chappelle. Put you Exactly, on Netflix. Documented. See it, you know what I'm saying? On, on, a, on a big big picture. I think that was what it was like. Damn, you know, like this man is, you know, this is finally his coming out part. White folks probably got to know you oh, a lot better yeah. than they had before, right? Oh, right. oh it's it. And let me tell you, man, it's a, I always do metaphor. And what you said is so true. All my people, especially my fans, see my thing and say, this is what Earthquake been doing the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And metaphorically, I took it as, it's like a shark in an aquarium. Okay. Motherfucker, people come see it. That's a great, right shot. That motherfucker, he's a, he's a, He's a man killer, and then they leave. 
That's what I'm saying about my stand-up. People come see me, you funny than the motherfucker mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. I could be on the show with all, kill all these niggas. Mm-hmm. But it had no residual effect yeah. other than that night. Come on, man, I feel it, I feel you. No brother. other thing, but come he was on. just the funniest motherfucker right. at that show. Right. Ain't nobody call up or no nothing. Equivalent, metaphorically like, we came to see that shot. What Dave did is, I'm gonna go in that aquarium, take that shark out, and put him in the ocean. Right. Now everybody's seen it. And that's what he did. He's like, no, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna show you what he is for the world to see it. I'm not gonna leave him in an aquarium. I'm putting in a shark, this great white, in this fucking ocean. And we went and ate up all them guppies that was in front of us. Watch your mouth, man. And the rest of them ate their ass up. And now motherfuckers like, damn, there's a great white in this ocean. Right. The fans that he's been a great white. Other people, I ain't know a great white exists. Everybody, other peers, nah, he's been a great white. And metaphorically, that's how I say it. Man, I got to give a shout out to Dave for doing that, man, for reaching back. Because there's people on this level that could have been done that for other people and, and didn't do it. So I, I've always seen him as a humble guy. I've always, I'm always a big fan of his, man. I really am. How, how did he get to you? Like, out of all, you know, I know you got a couple other comics, but how did he make you the first one? Well, you know, knew each other? He, yeah, we knew each other because I owned a club and I booked a, um, Gary done booked at the club and we was paying so much money more than we paid any motherfucking comedian. I was like, I got to go see who is this motherfucker. Mm. And then that's when I found out he was Baby Jesus. And I, <laughs> I no, he was, he, he was right. our LeBron. Right. Motherfucker was good. And I picked him up, took him to all the press. I never took other comedians to their mm-hmm. press run unless we was friends. And I didn't know him. And I sit him on and I took him. And then I, when I brung him up and I brung him on stage and I saw his shit, I like, okay, this motherfucker's oh, yeah. the real deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He came up with this, this joke that, I mean, I... How did they come up with the word, word nigga. nigga? Come on, man. Oh, come on, that was classic. That's, he broke yeah. that. He he told me he wrote that joke that week to do it at the club. No, and really? Yes. Yeah, that's a legendary oh, joke. Oh, man, that bit is so, if you can find it, it's one of the best. It's, see, a certain comedian you wrote like, what the fuck, nigga? I got, how did I miss that one? The shit was so brilliant. So we didn't knew each other that whole time. So um, I got a call from my agent. And they said, the president of Netflix want to know, can they get your number? Because they want to give it to Dave. But Dave want to call you. And they just did a, a verbal agreement to shoot your special on Netflix. Woo! I thought they was trying to pump me when I'm wrong. Right, 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 right. I'm like, yeah, get a nigga the number. I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> 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 About 10 minutes later, I ain't Hey, man, this is right. Dave Chappelle. Right, right. Listen to me. I, you know, give me the honor to produce your special, whatever. I'll say, yeah, hell yeah. And then he got me paid. Nice. And he got me paid. Nice. And um, we did it, man. And it was so, that's why I say it's God's time. Because we, when we shot it, it was just lifting the mask mandate up mm-hmm. at the time. And then after I shot it, the new variant came and they shut it back down. Mm-hmm. And um, shit, we, we shot the first one. He was like, man, you can do whatever you want to do on the second one. We well, got it on the first one. Well, well here, here's a beautiful thing. He, I'm going to say, not really, but he put his neck out on the line for you and you delivered. Yes. What a combination. Yes. And you were the first one that yes. came out. 
Yes. So you making it tough for all the other niggas. <laughs> Dave called me, nigga. I'm ready to rock some shit, nigga. You got, I got some shit. But no, you know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful thing, man. And I like the fact that you let you, you, you know, we at that level with you. You know, you put that thing out there, man. So I'm happy for him. So his first time, his first foray into producing a special that wasn't his, was magnificent, was legendary. You know yes. what I'm saying? So, I mean, your life Shout out to Stan Lathan. Yes. Ricky. All the team, man, that put that together because they shot it was so beautiful. They put it together and it was at, and it was it was awesome. And I knew after I did the show that yeah, it was gonna change. Oh, it's, who's some of your new friend? Who's some of your friend, celebrity friend? Yeah, Come on, who I, your celebrity friend? Who you hanging out with I, now? I got Bron a lot Bron, of them now. You out with Bron? Bron? Yeah, yeah. I met, met me and LeBron used to be friends a long time. What? Lost. Yes, man. When LeBron. I used to fuck with LeBron his first five or six years of his career hard, man. Going, meeting at the club and that kind of shit. Um, meeting him um, in Miami. And then we just different on the right, different right, number. Right. And but LeBron is always on the time. But yeah, I got a lot of friends now. You got a lot of friends. Oh, I got a lot of niggas. Yeah, nigga, why not? Dude. Because you're a good dude. You're, you're a cool dude. You're funny and shit. You're on top of shit. You know, it's, it's a but I fucked with you a long time ago. Yes, we did. You know, that's you why know? you're here today, motherfucker. Okay? What? Okay, fuck that. I ain't met you. I ain't meet you two weeks ago when the special came out, nigga. Or whatever it came Right. Fuck right, that. We have we go right. we go history, man. But no. You made me brothers, man. No, nah, man. I, I I love it. I love it, man. So let me ask you, you right, I guess you said it. Um I was gonna say, what would you be the perfect position you could be in now? But you wanna be here. What are you what, what are we looking for for you, man? Well, I'm gonna do a TV show, of course. What? Yeah, I'm gonna, do a I'm gonna do a sitcom. Oh, I'm gonna shit. do some movies. Okay, okay. When I find a write off. But I'm also going to prepare. I, um, I'm going for my first time ever. I'm going on tour. My tour. It's called Legendary. Nice. Me, Donnell Rollins. We're doing 20 cities. Okay. My tour. You know, a lot of motherfuckers say they on tour and, they, and you right, see right. the shit. Yeah, I'm at the Tampa Improv. Nigga, that's a date. That is not a tour. <laughs> that is not. A, a I tour. No, I hear. No, no, I know. You're right. You're right. <laughs> tour is when you and that other person have consecutive dates at the same people with different cities. And that is a tour. So uh, it's the first time in my career. You and Donnell? Yeah, yeah, Donnell yeah, Rollins. Yeah, we're going to pick yeah. two more. We'll put a lady on in the rest of it. You Man, if you ever need another guy, holler at your boy. You know what I mean? I come at a good price. Yeah. And if you don't give me, I, I still love you, nigga. I, I don't know, give a you, fuck, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It don't matter about this nigga. You know what I'm saying? And we also, um, I have my show um, on Sirius XM off Kevin Hart Laugh Out Loud called Quake's House. I've been there a couple times. I yes, loved it. I loved I'm, it. Um, also host and take those comedians on tour. Good for you. And then when we get finished at the four that get the highest rating, mm -hmm. those whatever on the thing, of, we're mm -hmm. going to uh, film a like a Def Jam type sure. special for them Good for, for, for me home. On the house, in the Quake House comedians. You're doing the same thing. You're reaching back too. Always. Now let me tell you. Always. What I do on sometimes on social media is I go, uh, I go in deep. I, I I do a thing called IG creeping. Right. That means I go into my brother's IG. I get my crew to go into my brother's IG page. You know what I'm saying? See what you're really about. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know I don't follow you all the time, but I said let me let me find out what you've been up to lately. Right. You've been up to some shit on on, on on social media. You know what I mean? I mean, you're getting your shit. Things are changing for you, brother. Just a little bit. Just a little bit? Just a little bit. All right. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let, me, let, me, let me pull up something. Let me show you something, man. Do you recall this right here, nigga? Uh, this is how you get ready for shows, nigga, in the green room, nigga? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you know. 
I mean, this is what you do. I'm ready to get to work. You know what I mean? I got the bracelet popping and thing. You got got the new shoes and shit. I mean, they made no regular ass Nikes, motherfucker. Okay, nigga. Red bottoms, right? Woo! Yeah, them, them little red bottles. The little, little, little yeah, something, little something? Yeah, Chris Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I, I said, I think that's a little my man fresh bit. to death in a sweatsuit, making a sweatsuit look nice. No, well, you know, on Sunday, casual. Is that what it is? Yeah, is that yeah, what it's casual, casual look? Sunday. All right, well, what about this look? Let me, let me, let me look at this one. What, what's that right there? Oh, that's God damn. You got it. That's the, that was the picture after the, the special. Set. Yeah, after the special. Wow. I'm like, okay. I've been there before, but Bethesda Cinema Draft House, right? Yes. That's right. I think my name's up there on the wall somewhere. Yeah, brother. What made you choose that place? Black home. Okay. Um, I went there to see um, Joe Claire do yep. a comedy show, mm-hmm. and it gave me that Harlem Nights. I, I felt the same way that when I looked at it. I felt there. the same way. And I was like, if I do a special, man, I'm going to do it there. And um, he called me. He was like, where you want to do it at? I said, man, fuck it. Let's go home, and let's pick this place. Nice. Like, Constitution Hall. Let's go wherever we want to go on to it. And then they came, and Stan Lafter came, and he said, nah, this is perfect. Yeah. The way I can shoot it quick, I, I said, man, you done won four, five, I mean, how many Emmys Emmys, yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck oh, yeah. that, man. Yeah, yeah. You said, who am I? Right, <laughs> say, right, right. Nah, tell you what it needs to be. Yeah, and uh, that was. All right, what else we got? Let me see. We, you know, we would do a little thing right there. Look, boy, look what like, your boy had that hair back there. You was yeah, young. Man. Look at you, smiling from ear to ear. Yeah. Boy, look at you. You're like, look like new money. What was this picture, man? Like, hey, man, that was the, yeah, that was early, man. That was my first special. And you see our name about goddamn time. I know, that's right. They gave me a special. Now, this one so, could be also about, well, that's legendary now. It, it, yeah, it could also well, be called Bob. Damn, that's what they got. Damn, look at you, man. I, I, come on, smiling. man. And a little mustache. Thought he was in love mustache, with a woman. What? You thought you were in love? You thought you were in love with somebody? I was in love, boy. Hell no. You couldn't tell me nothing, man. You always had a DC swag. Look at the leather, oh, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, the watch and everything. Yeah. We got another picture on, man. That's it right there. But that's cool. But here, let me ask you, Um, and they didn't ask me on I'm glad that y'all, I have two friends. Mm-hmm. You're one, mm-hmm. and John is my other one over at, over at Comedy Hype. I'm glad y'all squashed whatever y'all had. Mm-hmm. I even got on him about the situation, mm-hmm. brother. Trust me, you know what I'm saying? I fight for the comics. You know, he's a, he ain't in the comedy world like I am. That's right. why he has me on the show. I'm glad that y'all decided to make, you know, do a peaceful thing. I was surp- not surprised, but a lot of people was on your side, brother. They were not damn, man. I was like, holy shit, you know. But it was weird because it wasn't on when Richard Pryor's cousin or son, whatever, the bodyguard or somebody else was talking about something that had nothing to do with comedy. Then he did you, which, you know, your, your girl, which well, had nothing to do with your ex. My had nothing ex-wife. to do with your ex-wife, okay, ex-wife, right. Um, but I'm just glad that he felt that he, he understood. He felt like, okay, I didn't know I was doing something wrong. Like, well, there, there's certain things that, you know, we as comics hold, you know, that we don't want to let us talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. certain things, you know, you know, you get everything ain't free game and shit like that. Well, I mean, if he did or he didn't. And I try to, like I told him, mm-hmm. man, you know, he tells me that this is, I was, uh, inspira- I was inspirational mm-hmm. for him having this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, his page, comedy hyping and things mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. saying. I said, well, you interviewed her, and you never interviewed me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you wanted to know about me, there's other people that you could have asked right. that gave you a non-biased mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, listen, man, I'm from Southeast D.C. Talking to you is always the first option. There you go. Hey, man, I ain't like what you did. 
Tell me your point. We're going to sit here and talk it out. We mm-hmm. either going to agree or we're going to agree that we disagree. There you go. But the first thing and anything else is not. Like I told him, I knew eventually we was going to talk about it. Right. We were going to sit. It was going to be a problem. It was going to be a position for us to talk about. And we sat down. And I told him, and like I tell you now, I held no ill will against right. him. And never will. He's a black man. He's a brother. He has a platform. And he do great things for people mm-hmm. that's in my genre. I will never, ever, ever even try to diminish that. Because people need this. We need this. Yes. Comedians need this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just was saying, you shouldn't do it in the future. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have did it in the past. And this is why I think you should. And you tell me is, and we came to meet in the mind, and it's over. Good. It's Good. done. Yeah, it's done. You know, we can hang, we can is, we cool. I never said nothing ill about him. I didn't get on on social media. You didn't saying, have to. Shit, other niggas got on. <laughs> yeah. I was I mean, like, damn. <laughs> you know, I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was surprised, to be honest with you. And until I sit back and understood, you know, the severity of it, you know, you know, like why, why are we going that route? And I think he's learned his lesson and he just said, hey, you know, I made a mistake I made, you know, and let me keep it on comedy. And, you know, well, yeah, man, as far as not only him, but all people got to understand, such as this platform right here, you mm-hmm. earned this platform. Thank you. You earned this to be sitting here with your own podcast to earn it. Somebody that's sitting here should be equally young. Mm-hmm. Of earning it. That's all I'm saying. There, she never told a joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't understand. I thought this was about comedy. Right. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so right. I don't understand what 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 does my ex-wife contribute to comedy? Right. And and that's all I said to him. And, and uh, we worked it out. There. Good. It had no relevance. Good. Good. No. No. That's good. That's good, man. That's good. You I, know what I mean? I, I, yeah. You're cool. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, it's just, it's just, it's wild when you hear people's comments. How, how do you handle? Do you handle? How do you handle negative comments? You know that you see. I don't read them. You don't read none of your comments. I had to get on my um, on my um, my people today. One of them sent me something from somebody like, "Who's this?" Mm-hmm. Nobody. I said, "Well, why are you sending it?" Yeah, to there me? you go. There you go. I mean, because listen, man. The great thing about being a comic is the occupational hazard is. We deal with hecklers. Sure. You don't care what a heckler say about you. Right. So I see all negative comments as hecklers. Mm. I pay you no mind. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to read you because I don't go and read your comments because you don't know me. Okay. You can't insult me unless you, you know, know me. me. Right, right. I don't give you the power that your words carry any weight with me. Because I really don't give a fuck what you think. Because mm. you can't tell me about me. Now, if you want to come and ask me why I said that, I will give you why I said or whatever I said or whatever I did, mm. and we will sit here and have this conversation. But you're not just going to sit here and criticize my life without you exposing yours. There it is, boy. There it is, I ain't no going to sit here and like, wait, you shouldn't have said this. Well, motherfucker, what, what did you, you say? say? Right. See, I don't give a fuck what you said. Ooh. So I won't be over there to comment on what you said. Nice. Because I know I'm not in a position to criticize you. That is not my role in life. Because there's only one person that you are here to live up to their expectation. And that's God. Mm. Everybody else is optional. And I take the option not to give a fuck. There you go. I don't give a fuck. Mm. I mean, so I don't, I don't read it. I don't... 
I don't get into it. Some people that I hear shit of, I love to debate and say, if you feel this way, then I'm going to throw you this. And what about this all fucker? But when you just sit here and tell me what I shouldn't have said or how, how I should have did it, you're not in my shoes. Mm, 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 mm. You don't know the circumstances, nor did you ask me why I did it. You form your own opinion. Since you form your own opinion, you already disqualified yourself from me. I ain't listening to you. Wow. Okay. I ain't listening to you at all. You can go fuck with somebody else. Talk to your woman. That's who the motherfucker that needs to hear your point of view. I don't need your half on my rent for my standard of living. Damn. Well, that's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like that. I like that. And on that note, shit. On that note, <laughs> let's find some. Uh, some. I got a thing. I spin a wheel. I give my 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 my, my guest a chance to spin this wheel. And whatever it falls on, you got to play the game, brother. You in Hollywood, so nigga, you know the game. God damn it, the, the game. The, 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 the game's all over the place and shit. All right, so up here we have some different things that uh, that lands on you, man, to discuss. Like, uh, let me think. Wanted to say uh, a celebrity crush call. If it falls on that. You got to call up somebody you had a crush on. And I'm, I'm a director. You're acting. This is an acting role. I know you have, have a woman. Just say you were acting. I pick up somebody. And you, okay. I pick up on the phone and ask okay. that. How you lost your virginity? If you remember that far okay. back. Yeah, you, know, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I remember. If you one got to go, either her teeth, her face, or her booty. The one you say you can live without. Mm. Find out which one. That. Ooh, I'm gonna see where you at. Where, where your loyalty falls at, nigga. Uh, who you would change places with and why? The biggest lie you ever told. So any one of the stories you just told me will work, nigga. Have we do that again? <laughs> um, so we gonna get off your chest. You know what's that? You know, and the biggest secret. So will you spin it. Give him a drum roll. Everybody, give him a spin. And give it a DC spin. And let's see where it falls at. Spin that stuff like a DC spin. There you go, boy. Face. Teeth or booty? Which one? So, so now, you have a girl. Yes. You, you, you got to be with her. You got yes. to marry. This woman, you got to marry. Yes. Okay, this is your married woman. You ain't no other choice. Yes. And whatever you say you you don't want, I mean, you can live without, you can't change it. You can't say, well, I'll get it fixed another time. No, nah, I got Either you. her teeth, mm -hmm. like teeth a lot, or you say, ah, got a, or booty. She can be a flat, I mean, like, look like she was laying on the floor all her life and shit, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Or she got a cute face. Okay. Which one can you say I can live without? The and teeth. So she got raggedy ass teeth. God damn it, I don't want to have no teeth. What? She can be fine as hell and nice booty with no fucked up teeth? That's a potential throat goat. Ooh, you understand? Damn. <laughs> we can work. You understand? No teeth, no, yeah, no distractions, no nice. uh, nothing in there. Nothing but gumming me all day long. So you just want to know what that mouth will do. Oh, that mouth going. Ain't nothing else can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't nothing in the way. Hell no. Got no teeth. Okay. That's a potential throat go. Okay, okay. So you need the face and you need the booty. Keep the. Get, Come on, man. You need to face that's it. A, that's a blessing. So you take your mouth shut. face, big ass, right. no teeth. Woo! God damn it, shit. She got to text you. What day we getting married? No. <laughs> what, what the shit? No damn. teeth in the way? Damn. Come on, nigga. Straight in there. I don't want you getting no dentures. Ooh, I ain't going to fix them up. Ooh. We can't afford it. You know what I'm saying? Shit. I, I, I'm gonna think about that. You know what? I would say face. She could be ugly as a motherfucker. She look like you in the face, nigga. She got nah. straight teeth and a booty. I think I deal with it. No, nah, man. Yeah, I was Fuck like, that. ain't you earthquake sister? No. Quake at her? Quake at her? No. No, the, 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 the teeth. teeth. The teeth can go. The teeth can go. Right, the teeth can go. Man, the fact I appreciate you coming. What we do is we have a swag bag for our guests. Oh, look at that. I God. got a bag here of goodies. 
Everything in here is made by a black person. black product in here, okay? Okay. So you put it out, you read it, you see it, give a shout out to the black people, whoever wrote it. So there it is. That's how my guests, I, I like to give my guests something. This is what we got oh, first. God damn. What's first? Pull out, pull out. This this boy, whatever you want to pull out first. What it is, yeah, what it is. That's the camera right there. You see here, what I got yeah, on yeah, pull out. Okay, of course, first. man going to pull out a book. What would that say? My 100, my 100 homies and phonies. Hollywood. Of Hollywood. Okay. I wrote a book called My 100 Homies and Phonies of Hollywood. That's all the celebrities I met, the 100 celebrities I met, who was cool, who wasn't shit. I believe you in that page, in that book, brother. Oh, shit, okay, okay, see. okay, yeah, okay, that's one. What else we got in there? Got, um, there. Coffee. 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 Coffee, coffee, brother. I use this when I'm moving my drugs. Yo, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> you know that, that, that's from Tabby Boney. Remember uh, the DC rapper? Yeah. Yeah, his family makes uh makes coffee, man. What? You know Tabby Boney, you remember that? Yeah, I know Yeah, Tabby put it in the pocket. Remember that? Oh, put it in the right. pocket? I'm putting it in the pocket. Yeah. That pocket. Yeah, there it is right there. Yeah, yeah. That's family made. That's family made. Come on, what else okay, we got in there? What do we got here? What's this card? I don't know. Maybe the maybe his card for the Oh, his card. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, yeah. Okay, a t-shirt. Okay, let's see what side. Yeah, hope there yeah. What? Oh, official, yeah. brother. Oh, official. PL's panic. Panic room, yes. The panic that. room is in here. It's extra large. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, you know what it is. Extra large, we get it in there. There's something else in there. Yeah. They might have got in my bag. I think I ain't got shit else. Well, hold on, man. Now, there better be something else in there. Somebody in there came in and got me. Oh, put that out there. Put that. What's in there? This right here, the bracelet. Look what it says. The name is somebody somebody made that for you specifically, brother. Oh, man. It ain't no junky ass bracelet either. That's a real bracelet, brother. We don't do that. This, so just, God damn it, man. Okay, who's that? What is, who that say? In the back I of it, got tell my you. Glass and oh, shit, you Earthquake, thank you for the support. I am grateful for your business. Oh, well, okay. Well, the business. Okay. I, I'm the gave, I gave the business. Her name is Celestial Goddess. Okay. Sister, brother. Look at that brain. What? Look at that boy looking good. Boy looking bang, 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 bang. Earthquake was in his There, there it is. Come what? on over here and put this bracelet somewhere, man. Oh, well, damn. damn. Okay. She, she, she might. She just might, man. Yeah. Hey, Quake, thank you so much for coming down, man, to my well, little thank you, my, my, man. my L.A. version of P.S. Panic Room, man. I love you like a brother, man. I really mean that. And I really mean that, man. I really, really mean that. I appreciate you coming, man. I'm just surprised when my guests come through. But you, brother, I was like, man, I want Quake, man. And you were at your hottest now. You didn't have to come, brother. You did not have to come. You could have been, you know, gave me the brush off, but you came, man. And you supported me. And I think that's testament of who you are as a man, really as a person, man. You said you were coming and you were coming and you came and you did it. My man. Come on, brother. Like, you know what I'm saying? home. I love you, man. Same here. You're the best of it. And you know, it's the joint, man. Anything you do. That's your camera right there. Tell me where they can get you at, reach you at right there. Bro. Hey, listen, this is your boy Earthquake. You can follow me on Instagram at The Real Earthquake and also listen to me on Sirius XM on Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud, Quake House, 1 to 3 Pacific, 4 to 6. Eastern Standard Time. There it is. Come see it. There it is. Now, yo, another crushing episode of P.S. Panic Room L.A. We did it in L.A. right here. Thank y'all for supporting it, man. If you like the show, man, hit the notification bell or the subscribe button, man. Hit it up, man. Let's do this again, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Every week we got a fire-ass guest, and this was no different, man. Thank y'all for checking it out, man, and we'll see you later, man. Holla. like that show like subscribe and comment below you know hit the, hit the notification bell hit the subscribe button man we want you around appreciate it